Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, health care and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you're stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Today I'm extremely pleased to be with Charlene Pickram of Pick Empowerment host of Mental Health, let's talk about it on this station, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. Welcome, Charlene. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's uh, always an honor to come in. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about your way and how you came up to talk about mental health. Um, well, it was very... Uh surprising actually how I came into the role of host for mental health let's talk about it I had come in to do be a guest on another show here at the radio station and I happened to run into Jim Robson on the way out and uh, of course we got into a conversation and um, within a half an hour he was very intrigued with my background story and my education and my plans with my business and he said, you know, I, I think we could do a show on that. And uh, I said, well, <laughs> so and that and then that's how it happened. I have, you know, my own lived experience and uh, some education um, regarding mental health and decided, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to share. That is wonderful. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your story and yeah, your okay. education. I would be happy to hear about it. Sure. So um, at the age of 20, I became a child and youth care practitioner. Um, so basically, I was working with individuals, youth who were removed from their homes due to um, basically inappropriate house setting. Um, and so they were brought into community services care and placed in residential homes. So I worked with youth between the ages of 12 and 18 for about 20 years. And um, during that time, I, I struggled. I struggled with my own mental health. Um, I uh, suffered with burnout on two occasions, needing to take medical leave. Um, and it was due to anxiety and depression brought on from vicarious trauma, compassion fatigue, and really not looking after self. Mm. Um, because when, when I started in the field, there was no education regarding how does the impacts of working with others, particularly trauma, um, impact others and how do we protect ourselves? Mm. And so I was suffering, but I had 
no idea what was going on for me and that I, I just kept thinking something is wrong with me. Why can't I do this job without mm-hmm. the costs of caring? And um, so after being burnt out, I um, had to seek some therapy and um, ended up going on medication and continued with my therapy until rather recently. Um, and I'm still on medication now, much more accepting of that. Uh, you know, several times I tried to go off my medication, of course, thinking that I had healed myself. <laughs> um, but um, now I realize that that's just part of my journey, that medication is just part of it. And I take it every day and happy to have it. I am sure, and I can totally agree. I am myself on medication, as you know, and uh, yes, it does help. And once you take it for longer than six weeks, your brain changes and you can't just stop it. It will come back. If you ever get off it, it has to be extremely slow. Mm -hmm. And even if you try to taper it off, it's often too fast. Yes. And you have to take the right supplements to support the system while you're doing it, if you feel like it. But if there's not much side effects and you feel it beneficial, hey, it's a good thing. And you can still be happy and healthy. Yeah. You're the best examples. Yeah, exactly. And and it is very much that mindset, getting over that you need something. Hmm. Um, and again, it, for me, I always bring it back to, well, if you had diabetes, you wouldn't question it. If you need to take medication, so why are you questioning it about your mental health? That is a very good statement. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel that people with especially severe symptoms and severe problems often benefit from a good psychiatrist, mental health practitioner in any way mm-hmm. to help them get over the Worst. And when I was at the point where I was considering taking my life and ended up in the Abbey Lane, I was put on medication and I still believe it saved my life at that point. Yeah. It took f- three, four weeks to start have effect and I still went to the day hospital program. Excellent program. Mm-hmm. But I really feel it, 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 the medication makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. And it, and again, it may not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, very similar to what you said initially, you know, I was on anxiety meds, I was on depression meds, um, and it really helped me kind of level off where I wasn't feeling that I was going to harm myself and stopped the mental banter. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until I started doing the therapy Um, and really focusing on self and finding out what I needed as an individual to be healthy, um, regardless of what others uh, have said, um, that it really worked for me. Um, And I was able to come off my depression meds, um, but I'm still, you know, taking the anxiety meds for sure. And the journey for everybody is different. Yes. And I totally agree what you say you have to be able to decide for yourself you have to have the information mm-hmm. to make a informed decision what you want to do you can't just listen to one extremist that say oh just change your nutrition and go off all meds you'll be fine that's yeah. often not the case no exactly and and so for me part of that awareness piece that you're talking about you know i went and took my master of arts in child and youth study Yes. Because I 
I wanted to know, why can't I do this job without these impacts? Mm -hmm. And so I researched burnout and Mm -hmm. vicarious trauma and compassion fatigue and was really able to take that knowledge and awareness and apply it to self and and the acceptance piece that this is normal. It's not abnormal to, you know, be affected by these trauma stories and, you know, deal with behaviors that are not the norm in society. Um, and so that was very important for me to, to do, to get that education and that knowledge so that I could accept what was happened and what had happened during my professional career. And that is very important that people stop fe- needing to feel guilty, which is part mm-hmm. of mental illness, as you know, yeah. and start accepting and forgiving themselves and saying, yeah, I did my best. I did the best I could do at the situation and I'm moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I did a lot of work regarding compassion. Mm. So compassion for self and compassion for others. And, um, that I think was probably the number one, um, I guess, mindset change that assisted me to, like you said, I'm trying. Some some days it's not going to work Mm. and other days are fantastic. Um, And that's just reality, Mm. that ebb and flow. Yeah. And we all have days when we feel real great and on top of the world and when we feel, well, I'd I'd rather stay in bed. Yes. And I must say with the right... For me, supplements, nutrition, and thought set, mindset, mm-hmm. I'm well most days. Yeah. And yes, my husband knows not all days are uh, diamonds. Yes. <laughs> I love the John Denver. It's all I listen to in the Abbey Lane, John Denver, every day until the nice. medication kicked in. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, and it's mm-hmm. having the compassion to realize that it's not that way for other people every day, too. Right. And it's okay. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Many people say, oh, I should be feeling better. I should mm-hmm. be jumping out of bed every day. And there's certainly people that propagate. If you only do that, you'll be like that. Mm-hmm. And I personally disagree with that. It's not normal. No, exactly. And and so the should statements, they bring on anxiety yes. and depression. Yeah. You know, that's part of the twisted thinking. And we're so conditioned to say, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. I must do this. I call it masturbation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I never heard that one before. You didn't? <laughs> yeah, no, but I like that. And, and it's true. And that's yeah. a societal ma- mindset. And therefore, we're feeling guilty all the time. Because we're thinking, well, what can we do? What should have we done? And it's not good for your your mental health at all because you're constantly questioning yourself and and instead of just acceptance, mm-hmm. this is where you are. What can you learn from it? And how can you do better the next time? Right. I love that statement. It is perfect. Yeah. How can you go forward? And do better in the future because we can't change the past. No, exactly. You need to be aware of it. You need to take the lessons from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and But if you get stuck in it, then that's where we're really having issues, I mm-hmm. find. You know, 
Because you can't, like you said, you can't change it. No, no. And I always say everybody struggles. And mm. I honor the struggles of myself yeah. and others. Yeah. Yeah. I like the honor because it is. It's the, it's reality. If you're not struggling, you're not trying. You're not living. No. <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely not living. Yeah, you may be sitting on your Chesterfield watching TV day by day, but if you're not struggling, you're not living your life. Yeah. And we only have one. And I love that thought. I leave that at the first half of the show, and we'll be back after the commercial break with more about mental health and Charlene Pickram. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and uh, today I'm talking with Charlene Pickram from Pick Empowerment. And we talked a little bit about mental health because that's the name of your show and the name radio station, Mental Health, Let's Talk About It. And I'm all, of, all for it. Yes. Talk about it. it. The stigma, we have to remove the stigma. Yes, so I'm do. very happy to have you back. Thank you. And it was an interesting talk about uh, how people get burnout. And I haven't heard a little bit about what you do now as a coach, because I know you have a coaching background now. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah. So, so basically, after I decided that um, child and youth care practitioner being on the floor was no longer my best interest mentally, um, I, I left and did some teaching. Um, and I really, what did you teach? I taught a child and youth care program at an introductory um, college and really enjoyed it. I uh, enjoyed the time with the students and even learning myself, you know, all this new information on child and youth care that I hadn't been taught. Um, and so really loved that. Um, but the program was... Uh, it, wasn't getting enough students. And so I left and I went to uh, the Mount St. Vincent and did a little contract there. And I had always kind of considered, well, maybe I want to do kind of my own business. Um, and so during the time that, you know, I was a child and youth care practitioner on the floor and then uh, facilitating a classroom, I realized that social emotional intelligence is so big, like so big for individuals to stay mentally healthy, to engage with individuals effectively on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's really separate from your IQ, which intrigued me very much as somebody who has dyslexia and didn't have the best experience with the school system. And what I really realized is that a lot of individuals who struggle with their intellect are really great with their social emotional intelligence and that's how they get through life. 
And so I thought, well, wouldn't it be great to have a balance if you could have IQ as well as the social emotional intelligence to go ahead and be successful in life? Right. And and so I started really looking into it and discovered that down in Colorado, there was the Institute for Social-Emotional Intelligence, and uh, I could be certified as a social-emotional intelligence coach and have access to their assessments. Mm. And so I, I completed that program and loved it right away. My, I did the profile, my partner did the profile, and we were like... <laughs> Okay, this is cool. Um, and it was, we felt very accurate. Um, and it even encouraged my partner to apply for jobs that he wouldn't have done so in the past because he, he saw the, for the work profile that he had all these different competencies. Right. And was very strong. Um, so it boosted his confidence and he applied for, you know, a different job and got a different job. And so, you know, just that little bit of awareness that the profile brought and then working on our developmental strategies have been, um, really beneficial to us as individuals and as a couple. Now, I have a question mm -hmm. that what you're uh, describing is mostly for people that have emotional intelligence, but maybe not enough of the other way. What about the opposite? Yeah. Like for myself, I always was very brainy, intelligent, a nerd, but my mm -hmm. emotional EQ probably was, until a few years ago, near zero. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I'm really finding now in, in the business world mm -hmm. is that, you know, we've got individuals who have extremely high IQs. They are, you know, top of their business, but they can't work within teams. And right now, society is all about working together in teams mm -hmm. and that holistic approach and coming together with different ideas. Um, so, you know, engineers extremely brilliant people. Um, but unfortunately, they have that personality where the social emotional intelligence is not usually very high. Um, and so working with those individuals and helping them increase their social emotional intelligence has helped them be more successful in teams. And therefore, the team is more likely to reach their objective. Now without, that's wonderful. Without as much conflict, which we know occurs in teams. But if you have the social emotional intelligence, you can address that and move forward. That is wonderful. It is so important and you've got to love engineers. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few clients that are engineers, wonderful people. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yes, uh, we, we all can, when we are more on the intellect spectrum, And many doctors are. Yes. And they can improve their emotional, social skills. Some of them they could. Yeah. If they were aware that they're lacking. Yes. And and the <laughs> awareness is, you know, a big thing. And with everything, as we know, first you have to be aware and then you have to be willing to make the changes. That is it. Willing, willing. You have to make the decision, I want to change. Yes. So, you know, some of the CEOs that I've worked with, they've come to me because they're 
extremely stressed out. Mm. Um, they, you know, are trying to figure out how they can continue with the success of their business and maintain their mental health and a relationship with their family. Yes. Um, and so, you know, a, a lot of that has to do with mindset um, and having very clear objectives to meet one's needs. And so that's what we spend a lot of time on is, um, you know, what are the needs that aren't being met for you at work that when you're not at work that you could potentially multitask with your family? So, you know, every multitask, with, multitask your with your family. What a thing that is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, because we all need to exercise. We all yes. need to eat. We all need positive engagement with others and people who support us and families provide that in many right. cases. So, you know, how can you go out and have a nice hike with your family mm -hmm. and have great discussions and so you're benefiting them, you're benef benefiting yourself, um, and and time we know is tight. Yes, and that is a great thing. Do something with your kids yeah. that is at the same time and uh, exercise. I, I prefer to call it movement because mm -hmm. even when you do housework, yeah, it's movement. When you go in your garden, do gardening. I want. I don't call that exercise. It's fun, but it is movement. You, yes, you basically exercise your muscles. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you do, but just get off the couch and do something. Do it with your kids instead mm -hmm. of just putting them in front of the TV or video games. Yeah. And and so one individual that I work with, mm -hmm. you know, he said, oh, I go to the kids games and I sit there on the laptop and I work. And I said, well, why don't you get up and do laps around the field or go for, you know, like, why? You want to be present, yeah. but why not get something out of it? That's a good idea. Volunteer as a coach or something. Hey, yeah. run around with them when they play soccer. That's right. If you're going to have to be there, then why not make it a win-win? Yeah, be present instead of... it's it's. I like that you call it multitasking. <laughs> that, that may appeal to them more than work-life integration, which yeah. is impossible. A balance is completely impossible. Yes. For anybody that runs a business, there's no balance. But there's integration or multitasking with the family. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I'm really into this win-win multitask. Yes. Because you're right. As, an, as we know, entrepreneur, there's only so much you're getting done. Um, and, and I don't, you know, I've heard people say work-life balance and I say, there's no such thing. There's balance. So how do you fulfill your needs? And for some people work fulfills 90% of their needs. That's okay if it works for you. Um, but how do you fulfill those other 10%? I, it depends what the work is really. 90% I think is pretty high. <laughs> because I remember Sorry. when I was working as a dermatologist, mm -hmm. that was... 99% of my time. And I thought, yeah. oh, that is so much fun. It fulfills all my needs. It didn't. Mm -hmm. No. But I didn't realize it then. So I think what you said with the awareness is very important. Mm -hmm. And somebody that works 90% of their time, that he doesn't sleep, yeah. <laughs> or more, <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously neglects some part. Mm -hmm. And many people are not aware. They say, but I have to do it. I have to. But they, they are not aware that they're more busy mm -hmm. than really fulfilled. Yes. Yeah. As long as they're moving, they think that they're successful and good. But in 
after a while, you can only sustain that so long and you begin to feel it physically and mentally for sure. That's exactly it. And something got to give. Mm-hmm. And that is different for different people. Some yeah. people just have a mental breakdown. Some people just get chronic back pain or mm-hmm. neck pain. Some people just get another disease it, it, or heart attack or a stroke. It depends what's in their genes and what yeah. they make out of their genes with the environment, the epigenetic that's now more and more researched. Yes. Great field. Yeah, definitely. And, and very much, again, like you're saying, that link. And where is that weakness in your genetic mm-hmm. buildup or makeup? And where is it going to show? Yeah. Um, like you said, some people have a heart attack. Some people will have a stroke. Um, some people will just wake up one morning and say, I'm not getting out of bed. Right. It is very different. Everybody is different. And it's important if you're in a dark place, seek help. Yeah. Talk to others. Don't just eat it in and get a stomach ulcer from it. But it's so hard, isn't it? It is very hard to take the first step and open up to others, especially if you yourself are a professional. Yes. And it's a big transition. Yeah. And this is a wonderful end for today's show. Thank you so much, Charlene, for being on today's show. It was a big pleasure. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here. And please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, comments, or suggestions, or if you'd like to contact Charlene. My email here is christine at communityradio.ca or contact me through my website, docchristine.com. And I'm always grateful for feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Jim Francis, and his lovely assistant, Hannah. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday on 97.5 CIOE FM, Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.